Linus Allmark is out here grabbing the Bruins' number one goalie spot, while Taylor Hall played his best game of the season against the Anaheim Ducks. We're going to talk about last night's win over the Ducks, as well as preview a weekend matchup against the Minnesota Wild on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, October 21st, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast free and available on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube. So please do subscribe so that you never miss a thing. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. For those of you who are on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years, wrote full time about the NHL for the score for about five years, most recently covered junior hockey prospects for SB Nation. And uh, one of those guys was Nick Suzuki, who scored a pretty cool goal last night, if you haven't seen that. But we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about the Boston Bruins and how Linus Allmark is grabbing the Boston Bruins' number one goalie spot here early on in the season. Now, last night's game against the Ducks... Didn't offer many get-up-out-of-your-seat moments, but one certainly came in overtime as Linus Allmark stared down three ducks flying in on him all alone. Ryan Strom led the way with a breakaway opportunity. Not only did Allmark make the save, But he also cleared the rebound to the corner, lunging out, swinging his stick, taking the puck away from danger. Just a solid night for Allmark overall. Made 30 saves in regulation and overtime. Another four during the shootout to give the Bruins the 2-1 victory over the Ducks in that what do we call it, skills competition to decide games. Through four games this season, Allmark is 3-0-0 with a 9-38 save percentage. That's far better than Jeremy Swayman, who's appeared in two games, 1-1 record with an 8-16 save percentage. Now, I know it's early. I know that it's... Still will be a bit of a split in that for the Bruins, 
but how can Jim Montgomery not go back to Linus Allmark for Saturday's game against the Wild when he is playing so well? I talked a lot last season about how Allmark was coming to a new city, new system, new teammates, new building, new equipment managers, new goalie coach, new everything. So it was natural that he was going to take some time to find his way as a member of the Boston Bruins. Here in year two, he looks more comfortable, and he certainly looks like a steal on his current contract. Putting up those kind of numbers on a $5 million per season deal, you know, Don Sweeney was perhaps criticized a bit for trading Dan Vladar, not riding the young guys, or trusting Jeremy Swayman to just take the number one job at such a young age. Sweeney was wise to bring Allmark into the mix, and that move is paying off, certainly right now. Jim Montgomery, head coach, said Allmark was obviously terrific, gave them an opportunity to get the two points in what was otherwise a pretty lackluster performance for the Bruins. He's done it every night he's been in the net so far, and he's had a great start to the year. Allmark, for his part, again, he said he's a bit more comfortable off the ice. With the boys, there's not a lot of new things, not a lot of new personnel. He doesn't have to get to know everybody, doesn't have to get to know the system, doesn't have to get to know the city. Everything is just a continuation of last year, and he's in a much better spot than he was this time last year. And it's just natural. Anybody who moves, gets a new job, totally new situation, it can take some time to get used to everything. Allmark, much more comfortable, and it shows out there in net. His confidence per 60 is off the charts. Allmark... He would have rather have won in regulation. He said he doesn't plan on letting in goals just because it's a shootout. It was a fun one tonight. And again, I don't see how you can go to Jeremy Swayman. Of course, you need to get him into some game action at some point. You're not going to start Allmark for the next 70-plus games. Uh, But there's opportunity next week. There's a back-to-back. Uh, Dallas is coming to town, Detroit, Columbus, Thursday, Friday. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if Allmark starts Saturday against Minnesota. If all goes well there, keep him rolling against the Stars and then give Allmark one of the remaining two starts in October. But we'll have to see how that all shakes out. It's up to Jim Montgomery, of course. Coming up in a moment, I'm going to talk about Taylor Hall's performance and how he looked much better than he had to begin the season in last night's win. He provided all the offense, in fact. But first, a quick word about BetOnline. BetOnline is your number one source for betting football and the start of a new basketball and hockey season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline is your continued source for all sport wagering information with live betting, player props, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. 
It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, MLB playoffs, NBA, NHL action, college, pro football matchups, MMA, boxing, golf. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Bruins got back on the winning track last night after a setback Tuesday in Ottawa. Not only were they able to thwart the Ducks' attack, but Taylor Hall stepped up and played arguably his best game of the season so far. He scored the lone goal in regulation for the Bruins. Two shots on goal in 18 minutes of play. A couple other guys combined for 17 shots of their own. Jake DeBrusque, David Pasternak. DeBrusque with nine shots, Pasternak with eight. DeBrusque did have a beautiful goal that was wiped out due to an offside review. Uh, But Taylor Hall scored one that counted. He admitted that... He hasn't played up to par so far this season, especially the last couple games against Florida and Ottawa. He was injured in the preseason, so there was some concern that this injury was kind of spilling over into the regular season. He didn't get the time off that he needed. Is that something that's still hindering him? Hall admitted it wasn't the preseason that he wanted, getting injured, not having game reps that get you into exhibition games. He wanted to get his legs under him, feel like he can play with pace. He hadn't played well the last couple games, and he said it was important for him personally, whether he got on the board or not, to find his game and the way that he has to play all season long. Tonight was a decent start forward, he said. He opened the scoring, Hall did, 231 into the second period after he blocked... Uh, John Gibson's odd and ill-advised clearing attempt spun, whacked it home for his second goal of the season. Hall, like we were all thinking, said Gibson probably should have covered that puck. Doesn't happen very often, but he stuck around the net, waited for a loose puck, knew that if he poke-checked it out, he uh, probably wouldn't be able to see the ice as well as he wanted to. He got a lot of wood on the shot, and it got past him. Then he scored the lone shootout goal for the Bruins in the fourth round, streaking it on Gibson, burned him with a wrister five-hole. Jim Montgomery said he thought Hall played a hard game. He protected pucks, which is one of his strengths. Uh, He had the puck on a stick for about 45 seconds tonight, Montgomery said. When a gifted offensive player like Taylor Hall has the puck on his stick a lot, he feels better about himself. And then you saw the rest of his game. He made some good defensive plays. He had a huge hit on Cam Fowler in the third and was really involved. And hopefully Taylor Hall can keep that going moving forward. Before I award the big bear of the game, a note about Matt Grizzlick's season debut. Jim Montgomery said he was so good, moved him up 
to the top pairing along with Hampus Lindholm because he was playing well. Good player, good to have him back. Montgomery said, and all Bruins fan or most Bruins fans anyways, would agree. Grizzlick said he felt good. Great to be back out there. And um, he was a bit anxious before the game, but he's glad to be back. The guys have been playing great in his absence. And, you know, the Bruins still have Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy to welcome back. And the team's just going to be that much better, I think, because of it. On the flip side, Jack Stanika made his season debut. He took two penalties, only eight minutes of ice time. Did not make a strong first impression. And here's the thing with a guy like Stanika. He needs to play in order to get his confidence up and to assert himself. Jim Montgomery would not commit to putting him back in the lineup for tomorrow's game against the Wild. And that's obviously got to be discouraging for him. If you know that you have such a short leash, you're going to be a bit more skittish out there. Uh, Montgomery did say the whole team didn't play very well. 0 for 5 on the power play. They're now only 3 for 17 on the season, uh, which is not great. Nothing to do with Stadnika as he did not get any power play time. Uh, but it's going to be a decision as to whether they bring Craig Smith back into the lineup, bring Jacob Lauko back into the lineup, and allow Stadnika to sit. And it could come to a boiling point here where they either look to move him or risk putting him on waivers in an attempt to send him down to Providence where he could get some much-needed playing time uh, to get his confidence up. It's just a situation where they're so deep down the middle. He's perhaps, well, he did play third line center last night uh, with Coyle pivoting to the wing. If they're going to commit to playing him, they need to give him an extended run. And that's been an issue with a lot of younger players. Um, And that was one of the criticisms on, on Bruce Cassidy, you know, like, Younger guys didn't feel like they were able to make mistakes. They would be pulled right away. Um, And Stadnika needs to know that they believe in him, that they think he can be a contributing member, and uh, just have the confidence to give him extended playing time. When it comes to Big Bear of the Night, I mean... If a guy gets nine shots on goal, I don't know how you could deny that. Uh, Jake DeBrusque looked fantastic again in this one. He did have that goal that was called back, uh, which was unfortunate. Still off to an amazing start. Four games played, 21 shots on goal, two goals, three assists for five points. Just a fantastic start for Jake DeBrusque. And... uh, Looks like he has all the confidence in the world out there, which he should. They're trusting him with top-line minutes. And, um, yeah, he's he's playing fantastic out there for the Boston Bruins. So the plus side, Allmark, fantastic. Am I saying fantastic a lot? Oh, well, that's the word of the day, I guess. Fantastic Friday. Taylor Hall stepped up. Jake DeBrusque, David Pasternak firing. On all cylinders. 
if there was some negatives, Stanika didn't really impress. And uh, the power play does need some work, to be sure. But the Bruins still uh, rocking the top offense in the NHL with, uh, let's see here, what are they at? Goals per game at this point. Goals four per game. Well, they're down to 4.4 after last night. So behind the Penguins and the St. Louis Blues. Total goals, however, they lead with 22. They have given up 16, which is uncharacteristically high for them. They are, well, they rank 18th at 3.2 goals per game. Uh, The power play could certainly use some work, though, as they rank 18th at the moment. So if they can get the power play working, last year it was more... Power play was clicking a bit, but they couldn't score 5-on-5. This year, it's kind of the reverse. They're scoring 5-on-5, but they need to get the power play going, and hopefully they can do so beginning Saturday against the Wild, a game that we will tee up here next. But first, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen today. Now check out the Game to Game NHL show. Every moment, every top performance, Every result, Locked On Game to Game covers it all from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So the Boston Bruins will be back in action on Saturday. It's an afternoon game against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Minnesota beating the Vancouver Canucks in overtime last night to earn their first win of the season. Uh, So they will be looking to build off that momentum and keep it going. They have a pretty talented and deep squad. Uh, Again, off to... Not the greatest of starts, and they'll be looking to keep it going. Now, uh, they are led in scoring by Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov. They each have eight points through four games, four goals, four assists each. Rookie defenseman Kalen Addison with six assists to his credit. Keep an eye on him for sure. And then Matt Boldy, Joel Erickson-Eck rounding out their top five. Their goaltending has been pretty shaky to begin the season. Marc-Andre Fleury, he's uh, 1-1 with an 8-13 save percentage. Philip Gustafson, 0-2 with an 8-60 save percentage. So very vulnerable in net, to be sure. And the Bruins definitely have an opportunity here to keep their high-octane offense going against a goaltending duo that is quite leaky to begin the season. When it comes to possession stats, Minnesota positive in terms of shot attempt differential, 51.63. They have the lowest PDO in the NHL. And again, that is looking at shooting percentage plus save percentage. Five on five, where the majority of the game is played. 
Their shooting percentage right now is uh, 23rd at 7.37, and they're getting the worst goaltending in the NHL, save percentage of 83.67 at 5-on-5. So the good news is they're extremely vulnerable, and the Bruins, if they keep the uh, foot on the gas, is what I'm trying to say, they could take advantage of a very vulnerable goaltending duo for the Minnesota Wild. Having said that, they're not going to be that bad all season. And uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, certainly, and Gustafson to a certain extent, definitely have the ability to raise their games and steal one on the road for the Minnesota Wild. So uh, afternoon game, hopefully... There's no listlessness there, and the Bruins can come out and take advantage of this team, get on them early, and stay on them. Shot attempt differential, the Bruins are now uh, sixth in the NHL, 54.04% advantage. When it comes to expected goals, five on five, the Bruins are fifth. And... um, a very strong start for the Boston Bruins. Again, without Charlie McAvoy, without Brad Marchand, this team is 4-1, and one, uh, which is a remarkable start. If you told me the Bruins would get 8 out of a possible 10 points to begin the season, yes, they haven't had the most difficult of schedules. Uh, you know, they've played uh, already the, the Coyotes, the Capitals, you know, middle-of-the-pack team, Lost to the Senators. Uh, probably their most impressive win was that one over Florida. Anaheim was a team they definitely should beat. Uh, so encouraging signs so far. Minnesota, another one they should win for sure. And uh, I'd like to see Linus Allmark back in net for that one. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Those of you watching on YouTube will notice that I'm rocking a toque this morning. Went for a walk, and uh, we were close to zero degrees Celsius, of course, um, which is pretty chilly, freezing. Uh, So I had to break out the toque here. It's only October 21st, but you got to do what you got to do. I even forgot I had this toque. I can't even remember when I got it. Speaking of toques... Pooh Bear officially revealed yesterday. I won't, I'm not a huge Jersey guy, but I probably will buy a Pooh Bear toque if and when that becomes available. So if anybody sees one out there, hit me up on Twitter and let me know where to find it. Uh, What else is going on today? New Taylor Swift album, of course, for all you Swifties out there. I personally, as a good Canadian boy, will be listening to the new Sloan album all day. Excited for the House of the Dragon finale on Sunday. Trying to finish the third book in the Beartown series called The Winners. Uh, got basketball for one kid, hockey for another kid this weekend. It's supposed to be pretty nice, so I'll hopefully get some more time outside as well. I hope you have all had a great week. Thank you again for tuning in to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Don't forget to check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey for the edge in your leagues over the competition. Steel and Flip have advice every day for you to get the upper hand in your matchups. 
And that's it. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the Minnesota Wild game, to bring you all the latest on the Spoked Bee. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube page for some bonus shorts whenever something big happens in Bruins land. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week.